Hello and welcome to the three cam video about Super Mario Bros. The movie, not the Super Mario Bros. movie, but Super Mario Bros. The, the movie from 1993. I'm your host, Dan Video Games, and with me is Bob. I'm here. Dr. Agro. I trust the fungus. And Chris Wolfhart. Bing, bing, wahoo. We're here to talk about the incredibly important film from 1993 that had such a deep impact on all of our childhoods um, with deep love and respect because, of course, this is the bar for all video game movies ever set. Nothing else has come out since, right? <laughs> yeah, they didn't make two Tomb Raider films. A third... <laughs> Wait, didn't they make... Didn't they make a much later made, one? I think yeah. they made three. Yeah, they made two Angelina Jolie ones, and then I think they made a yeah. uh, the I new one. About that. So did everyone else. <laughs> and I think they're also making another new one. Yeah, they also made the Assassin's and Creed show. movie. And, and oh, God, I forgot about the Assassin's Creed movie. I remembered the Prince of Persia movie. You, well, yeah, that one was uh, watched by anyone. Uh, <laughs> it had Jake Hall. Don't, don't forget the Warcraft movie. Uh, <laughs> which was watched by everyone. Uh... Overseas, at least, I understand. Mmm, okay. We're here to talk about it, give each of our opinions. If you've never watched a spoiler cast from us before, this is basically following that format. We're at the beginning here, we're getting a couple sentences about what we're thinking about the movie. Some sort of guttural sound to summarize uh, our gut feeling at the end of watching it. And then all the way at the end of this, you get that delicious number you're looking for to reduce all of our thoughts into a convenient cube shape for you to swallow in a more thorough uh, like di diagnosis of the film or whatever you would call it, assessment. But anyways, let's let's get to it. We're gonna go ahead and start with Dr. Agro. Dr. Agro, let me get a couple sentences and a sound about Super Mario Bros. Super Mario Bros was a Herculean task undertaken in a time of cinematic miracles. It shouldn't have happened. It couldn't have happened, but it did. And, and I think we're all better off for it. Mm. So, uh, wahoo. <laughs> <laughs> I guess next we'll go to Chris Wolfhart. Thanks to doing this show for so long, or shows for so long. Uh-huh. I now know exactly what a movie that went through rewrite after rewrite after rewrite and was a nightmare to make <laughs> looks like just from watching it. <laughs> I'm going to give this a... Mmm. Okay, next, Bob. Yeah, the Super Mario Brothers movie is such a weird mess, but it's kind of amazing what Nintendo let them do. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Super Mario Bros. 1993. Uh, is a deeply fascinating film that could never happen again. I don't think we'll ever get the weird Blade Runner-esque alternate world that it looks nothing like a video game's respective world, but we've made it and we're gonna call it that. I don't think that's ever happening again. And as such, I think this is a really unique and interesting gem, maybe not valuable, but a gem nonetheless. So I must go, hmm. <laughs> you know, weirdly, that's what Tekken movie was for no reason. <laughs> But at least Tekken yeah, takes place in the real world. <laughs> yes! At no point are they going, this is Tokyo. It's just not. <laughs> and at, at least Tekken does get into the shit later where the, the, the Mishima Zaibatsu is like a government. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where it just loses its mind. 
you know, like, yeah, you, you bring up Tekken and there's also the King of Fighters movie. Somehow, of the, all three of these, Mario Bros. is the most insane. Yeah, the one that should have played it the safest somehow was the most cracked out. It's so bizarre that I, I think, because I remember when I was younger, because I watched this movie like way, way young, probably in 1993. <laughs> right. Um, like, I, at a first look, you want to say that it's it's setting being in no way resembling the game is is crass, you know, dismissal of, of the source material. But, but I feel like it might be a more... 90s artistic era like two degrees beyond that where no no they loved the source material so much that these weirdos mm -hmm. decided to make a completely transformative interpretative work right like and that's that's what i was gonna say to follow up it really is the interpretive dance of movies yes <laughs> here we are in the mushroom kingdom Really? Because <laughs> you, you can't get so many bizarrely twisted references packed into a movie like this and say they didn't they just didn't care or didn't want to make a Mario movie. There was some bizarre like serial killer twisted <laughs> obsession here. Yeah, absolutely. When they have to go, well, we need Big Bertha. <laughs> here's the fuck here, here's the fucked up part. We were denied so much cooler a Mario movie in the experimental sense because Nintendo explicitly said Mario's too big to fail. The Mario movie can be anything. That is what they told when the people they sold the movie rights to oh. told, told them you will give you creative control because at the time, no Hollywood studio would give a shit. It's like, no, you sold us the fucking movie rights. Get out of the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. But Nintendo went, no, we don't need creative control. Mario's Mario's a superstar. Yeah. The initial script was written by fucking Barry Morrow, the writer of Rain Man. <laughs> and apparently, apparently the script he turned in was so similar to Rain Man that people called it Drain Man. <laughs> how do you... How do you make that? I've watched Rain Man in the last like two it, it's, years. It was supposed to be like a similar movie about Mario and Luigi being on this journey. That sounds oh amazing. God. We we were we were denied deeply neurodivergent Luigi. <laughs> I I absolutely kind. <laughs> I I would say truly neurodivergent. <laughs> I feel like there is still deeply. a little bit of that left in in this character. Just a little. Just I'm, a little I'm still bit. trying to get over the fact that Nintendo went like, no, do whatever you want. Yeah, that's so dissimilar from modern that's, that's Nintendo. That's a different age. Right, I assume this movie changed them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it obviously did. Then I then they got uh, James Genoan, who wrote uh, Major League Two and the Richie Rich movie and the Flintstones movie. Oh. And, and he did a treatment of it. But that treatment was much more like close to the games and had a really big fantasy element. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then they hired... The directors they hired um, a, a, a husband-wife team. The creators of Max Headroom, obviously. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, I know. Rocky yeah. Morton and Annabelle Jankel. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were like, "Well, we want it to be a sci-fi thing." They they sure did. <laughs> and it's like, well, we we need we need it to be more like the '89 Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. 
which I, mm. I get that direction. I, I, I understand why they think cinematically that's a really interesting version of you, that. You could really see the We Saw Tim Burton movie uh-huh. right, in yeah. the final product. Yeah, we almost have like a Penguin-style scene at the end, one might say, where it's just like, that's a little dark. We're just watching the Penguin die here. <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple more like we were we were denied something unbelievably great. Mm. Dustin Hoffman was almost Mario. Nintendo was like, no, we don't think he's right, but he had agreed. Holy shit! I I think Hoskins is amazing as Mario in this movie. He might be the single best part of this movie to me. I I think him and John Like Luzamo also did like. Both bring a lot to this movie, weirdly. They, yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. I, I think Bob Hoskins does a lot playing the exact same character he played in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a mild uh, shift. Then after, mild shift. <laughs> then after Dustin Hoffman, they approached Danny DeVito. Uh, and, and, and he read the script and was like, no. <laughs> hmm. Then they signed on Tom Hanks. But Nintendo was like, no, he's been in some movies that didn't do good recently. Say no. Oh, Man, it was a different era. <laughs> right? Uh, as far as I know, they, they're like, there was no, okay, we'll get this person to get be Luigi. We'll get this person to be Luigi. We'll get this person. There was no, like, casting things with that. Although, uh, John Leguizamo turned down a primetime sitcom for this role. A primetime sitcom that he would have, like, starred in and produced because it was going to be about his life. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say, still not the bad career move. We had a lot of sitcoms that started up in the early to mid 90s that were this is this actor's main thing and they just bombed out. I, if I were to put money on it, I would say this is another Fox sitcom. It was going to be a Fox sitcom. In yeah, fact, that would have been pretty yeah, sure. You'll get a few years out of it and then your career is over. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember there's a specific actor they did that for and like he just absolutely it bombed out from there and you feel bad for him where it's like he was a good actor before you can put him back in movies we promise nope (laughs) i mean there's a reason what is it 30 rock made that joke if you ever want to lose respect star in a television show (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was part of why john leguizamo turned it down he was like i'm too big for tv Mm -hmm. baby uh but apparently (laughs) the fact he turned that down is why Fox went and made In Living Color instead. Okay, so technically huh. that helped launch Jim Carrey's career. Because Jim Carrey was on In Living Color, if I'm not mistaken. So, mm-hmm. okay. So we're on the good timeline, at least from that angle. Oh, wait, the Wayans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the In Living Color was a Wayans thing. That was, they were the One moment. Of it, that, the now that I was... have to balance for the Wayans, this is a much well, more common. Mean, there's good and bad we there. We got Major Payne, so. Right. Like, there's good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Major Payne's spectacular. It's complex web. <laughs> One last thing specifically about, like, script and pre-production, but I do have more about actual production later. In the original script, Mario was basically written like Peter Venkman. Huh. Where he was like this sleazy guy. I can see why they want to change that. Mm-hmm. And then when Bob Hoskins signed on, they were like, let's go in a little bit more of like a general hero guy direction. Right. Make him wholesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like even in the final movie, they do a few things that are a little bit farther than you would expect. Really? Like, say, the dancing scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you mean the dancing scene with Ber- Big Bertha? Yes. Yes. That was that was a moment where I'm just like, this is a weirdly horny. This is the horniest Mario movie ever made. <laughs> well, 
Until now. <laughs> oh, no. Like, it, it, it never read as weird to me because this Mario was so formative to me for who Mario <laughs> is as a character. Oh. Yeah. So for the for every other Mario afterward, I just have in the back of my mind that he's he's a middle-aged guy from Brooklyn. So is, is so do is, I. And, and Nintendo being like, Mario's 24. Like, like fuck you. No. Absolutely no. not. No. No. So, so, Agro, you played Mario Sunshine around when it came out, right? Uh, no. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. I was going to ask if you had in the back of your head, like, why isn't Mario dancing with random ladies in order to get shines? <laughs> Do you do that in Odyssey? It feels like something you do. You do everything in Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, Odyssey. No, everything ever happens You jump in rope for fucking moons in Odyssey. <laughs> I was really surprised there wasn't like more obvious 93 movie references in Odyssey. Yeah. They, I, I was waiting to get the Thwomp Stompers. Yeah, they, they actually, uh, they did a lot of references to Mario Land, but no references to the Mario movie. Maybe that's even more contraband. Maybe they're like... You can't do it. Yeah, no, I, I have no doubt that Nintendo has this one in the vault. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, not available on any streaming platform. Yeah, right? It, it was, uh, like, until this year, it was on Netflix. Uh-huh. I knew that they would do this, too, because I'm like, they named the mo new movie The Super Mario Bros. Movie. So when people just search Super Mario Bros., they're going to watch this 1993 film and go, and that sucked. Where was Chris Pratt? <laughs> Why was it some sort of nightmare? <laughs> this is the most you had too much cough syrup and went to sleep fever dream of any video game adaptation that I've seen. Mm -hmm. I genuinely can't think of another where it's like, the thing your brain would do where it shows you an object and at some level your brain in the dream goes that is this thing even though it is not like <laughs> this that is guy, a goomba this is a fire flower that's toad <laughs> <laughs> so much nightmare energy because of that i think that it's really weird that some things i feel like do transfer to the games yeah when they first go to the other world they jump through a wall and it does a <laughs> ripple, just like in Mario 64. Yes, that's true. And in fact, they, they're in Mario 64 in Tall Tall Mountain. You jump into a rock wall mm -hmm. to go into the special level. So it's literally the same thing doing the same thing. Well, good job, Bob. You're the first person on the internet to point that out that I've I've noticed. So there you go. Everyone gets to go, oh my God, he's right. It was so influential. <laughs> it's hard to notice that part when immediately after is like Bob Hoskins spinning through hell. Yes. It was so bizarre. Like like that scene. Mm -hmm. Like it, It's like the rest of this movie. It implies so many fascinating things about the way this universe works. Yeah. Like what kind of bizarrely hardwired evolutionary determinism are are you smoking <laughs> that both reptiles and monkeys turned into humans right e exactly human yeah, yeah. uh-huh yeah it is it is incredibly bizarre that they're like i can't wait to wipe out those mammals and i'm like are you cold-blooded you don't like you have yeah. flesh <laughs> right yeah and I, hair right they the only thing different seems to be that they lay eggs uh-huh for me, when we hit that scene of just Bob Hoskins tumbling through the portal between dimensions, which is obviously hell. <laughs> Look at it. Uh-huh. 
I had that perfectly in my memory. I, you know, you saw it at a young age, so I imagine it's also in there for you somewhere. For me, it's crystallized because of the Guile's theme goes with everything meme. <laughs> where I saw him screaming and falling to hell to that song, and now it's just locked in, baby. <laughs> this movie, they have to go, well, the Mario Brothers jump high. <laughs> How are we going to do that? What about weird industrial boots with rockets and canisters? And the canisters are bullet bills. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Like those things are a lot more thoughtfully designed going back to this movie now than I thought they were. Because when, when I was a kid, I thought it was that they just like, you know, pneumatically pistoned out and that's how you jumped. And I'm like, that would break your spine. <laughs> But if, but if you actually watch it, like the the thing activates and you slowly lift into the air on on the jet stream on the back of the boot. Yeah. And it, that piston is just there to sort of start that process and cushion you as you land. Yeah, the piston starts the process and then the canister causes the string to come down to lift the actor up <laughs> to take them across the stage. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. If it was just gushunk and they were in the air, I would want to see Mario ragdoll like he was a Gary's Mod character. Later on, when when uh, when Hoskins is using the boot as its own projectile, yes, I remember even as a child, I kept thinking, "You're holding a bullet bill in your hand." Yes, my guy, <laughs> take out the middleman. Man, you want to talk about references that really land? Uh, them treating Bob Ob's like they're the atomic bomb. It's yes. so good where it's just guy driving down the road, sees the tiny, tiny Bob Ob and goes, ah! <laughs> I think that it bothers me that that doesn't have a better prop. Like there's so much in this that has like an immaculate prop and it's like this dinky little thing that looks terrible. It's so you funny. Can in HD, you can tell how poorly it's painted. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because everyone's afraid of it. Yes, that part is great. So, so, so something I didn't notice the first time I watched this movie because I was like nine. The cars have like, or they're, they're set up like bumper cars where they have like the antennas that attach to the power grid and give them power. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. there's no fucking fossil fuels in Dinosaur Planet. Yes. Yes. I realized that for and, the first time this watch as oh well. Oh yeah, me too. I I'm not a dipshit. I totally. I'm just. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I was like, this is this is like brilliant world building. Like, who made this fucking movie and why? Yeah, that's something that I actually did notice a little bit of. I don't think the very first time because I probably was like five. But if I saw it when I was like in middle school or so, I was like, oh, that's the idea. It, I didn't connect that they didn't have fossil fuels. I just got that they're on a power grid. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was very bothered that that wire didn't go anywhere. Because <laughs> it's like it goes up like 10 feet to nothing. Well, like when when the cop cars pull into the garage, they've, they've got a charge thing. Uh -huh. And certain areas have them. So I think they're just constantly topping off their batteries. Oh, maybe that's what's going yeah, on. Yeah, very low capacity batteries. Hmm. I'm now the so question upset is, that this is how I have to realize this in the <laughs> middle of a three cam video. They have no fossil fuels. Uh. Now the question is, does everybody have the fire guns and the electric cattle prod guns just because, okay, okay, there was some version of the script where the guns were visibly flower shaped? And like they're the fire flowers, yeah. They they, yeah, because they the, the Mario people they shoot fireballs. So of yeah. course this is that what this is how they arrest people. Even they just light them up with these torches. I think that it, 
It's so funny. But with the electro guns too, I was like, did the directors who appear to be very stupid based on what I gathered from, uh, you know, like reading about the production of this film, they, they got literally every single person involved to despise them because <laughs> that they right. kept changing the script to the point that Nintendo brought on new writers. It's like the directors cannot talk to you. They are not allowed to talk to you because <laughs> yeah. yeah. they will fuck it up. Yeah, there were uh, there were problems. Clearly, <laughs> did did they just think that gunpowder was also a fossil fuel? No, no, I don't. I don't think that. I think it was just another avenue to put even more references in. I, I, I assumed internally because this is the thing that I do. Mm -hmm. um, if you've got that prevalent of an easily accessible electrical grid, you might as well have an electrical based weapon. And the only two plants you ever see in Mario are like piranha plants and fire flowers. So if that much of your planet's biomass is combustible and it grows out of the ground, you may never need to produce gunpowder and you'll never really come up with projectiles because flamethrowers are just this efficient from the get-go. Hmm. There you go. Meanwhile, <laughs> what I'm paying attention to while watching the movie is just like, they they referenced some rivalry with the Scapellis at the beginning. Ah, oh, Scapelli plumbing, ah! And that was it for a bit. They just go, they beat us! And they don't show anything. And, That's how plumbing works. And then, yes, <laughs> right. And then, and then I remember, like, because I didn't do any research for this video. I just read about this years and years ago as more and more information came out. And there's like a fan edit of the movie where they keep inserting scenes that were just totally removed that explains it. There were scenes with Scapelli plumbing and other things at the beginning to show this rivalry. So as I'm watching through the movie this time, I'm just realizing moment after moment where it is just whole cloth removed a transitioning moment and you just get an ADR we're gonna race them there. Why are we going down this alley? And it's just like man, there's so much in this movie that abruptly ends and abruptly gets from point A to point B. Uh, the directors were also not allowed in the editing room. They were not allowed to have any fucking say in the editing at all. After seeing the final edit, I argued the editor shouldn't have been allowed in the editing room. <laughs> Every, everybody hated these people. Bob Hoskins would lit them up constant. Every time he had the chance to light these people up in interviews, he did. Do, do you think the Mario movie is God's way at striking back at Bob Hoskins for having pattern recognition, being like, well, Who Framed Roger Rabbit went great. I'll do another sort of film aimed at the same demographic. And God was like, ha ha ha, sinful hubris. <laughs> the, the most common thing they all said was, yeah, despite being fucking married, they would tell us different things on the same day. Mm. Oh. That's, yeah, that, that, that actually, yeah, that is a problem with, like, a directing duo that doesn't perfectly mesh as a directing duo. Yeah, that makes, okay. Dennis Hopper said, yeah, at some point I just quit looking at the script because it changed multiple times per day. When it was time to film a scene, they gave me, I was like, give me my lines. I'll, I'll <laughs> learn them right now. Oh, yeah, your lines, um, order a pizza. <laughs> That is one of the best scenes in the movie. It is. <laughs> because like you, you've, you've got this like last city on earth ruled by this one guy, but he's still video calling for his own pizza. And it's some random teenager who's like, oh, it's the man in charge of our entire civilization. Right. It shows you how bad they are over there. <laughs> Just how bad society is gone. This, is, this city uh, is described by Koopa as being a miserable couple of streets, right? Mm-hmm. 
and then the pizzas still can't get there quickly? Well, to be fair, he did the most evil thing imaginable, which is order a pizza and then leave the location to which he ordered it. Yes, that actually is evil. That's pure evil. That's the most evil thing Koopa does in this movie. <laughs> well, he had to get to the final scene of the movie. So <laughs> yeah, he had to leave. Yeah, you, you want to talk about just how weird the movie gets as it goes and it shambles on crushing under the weight of delivering a conclusion to the film. It really is. Well, I got to get over there because that's where they are and we need to have the climactic moment of this movie. Oh, wait, we're going to go back to the human realm for one moment to have a scene at the construction site and then we're going to come back here to do the actual conclusion of the movie. And I'm like... You know, these are like two, maybe even three different ways to end this film that you kept gear shifting between as you went. Yeah, it really bothered me because it was like the rest of the movie leading up to the finale. It's kind of a mess, but still enjoyable. That yeah. finale is just garbage. It's it's really yeah. weird because then they even do the news report later where they're just like, you know, the Mario Brothers, they saved all the, the ladies who were trapped in the Mushroom Kingdom. And I'm like, God... <laughs> that part kills me. It's like what? What the, the, the fucking local news is talking about? Another dimension? You could have kept it as they saved these women from whoever. They're the Super Mario Bros. Like everybody saw that guy get turned to goo. Like. Right? Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> they're like, so um, why did that guy turn to goo? Why? Why did Scapelli turn into a monkey? Sorry, monkey. <laughs> Did every line out of Dennis Hopper's mouth is gold. Every time he built up to one and I knew it was coming, I was like, say the line. And I'm saying this <laughs> at the movie. <laughs> one thing that uh, I didn't really pick up until this time, which might have been a little, you thought about this too hard, hmm. was the, the germaphobe angle of his character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's always got T-Rex hands. Yes. It's now, now the interesting thing to me is my my mythos in my brain, because I also was focusing in on that element of that character. I figured that was like Hopper bringing that or whatever to the character. And he's just like, well, he needs to have a thing. He doesn't have a thing in this movie. This is going to be his thing. And then you just start rewriting around there. They're like, he says he needs to have a thing. <laughs> it's a germaphobe. Can we get like white hand casts to put his hands in? As a kid, that actually that actually fucked me up seeing that. I'm like, like the hand cast because he sticks his hand yeah, in the yeah. water and then it does that. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, like the it's wax. like, right, right, right. But it, to me, it looked like clear water and he oh. sticks his hands in. And when it comes in, it looks like it's covered in wax. And as a kid, I was like, because I know what peroxide is. I got injured enough as a kid to know what peroxide is and what it looks like. And I was like, did he just use like a really strong oh my God. peroxide or something to just burn his hands to get them clean? Again, this is just damage from it being a nightmare. Literally right, yeah. just airing a nightmare in television. Which <laughs> Those wax things were a thing back in the 90s, and I think they came back again a, a while ago in the interim, where you just dip your hands and your feet into wax. And then you rip off the wax. Yeah, right? and it's like, oh, it cleaned out the impurities in my skin. Uh, toxins or whatever. Toxins. Uh, I was going to say, you said you probably, Agro, you probably watched the movie when you were like six for the first time, right? Something like that. Thereabout. Thereabout. Or, yeah, when it came out, roughly. Uh, Bob, do you know about when you? Yeah, I probably saw it like in theaters or something. Uh, Chris, when did you, when do you think? Almost assuredly in theaters. Agro, I don't have evidence for this, but as I keep checking my memory banks, it keeps coming up dry. I think the first time I saw this movie is when I was 18 and you told me this movie was great and handed me your DVD. <laughs> 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 I, th 
think I only saw pieces of it running as commercials up until that date. I mean, that's, that, that's about when I got that DVD. Right. Because I, I remember I found it in an FYE bargain bin yes. right next to Assemble Insert, and I bought them both. And I'm like, this is the greatest purchasing decision I've ever made in my life. All investments for this day forth will be nowhere near as good as this one. And then I ran up and I was like, Agra, they invented a thing called Bitcoin. Do you want to buy some with me? And Agra's like, no, I've peaked. <laughs> uh, it's It should be less scary as an 18-year-old. And yet somehow, seeing what they've created, this interpretive dance of a film, mm -hmm. inspired by the very same greatness of Wahoo Bing Bing, you just look at every layer of it and just go, I guess Big Bertha, this giant fish could be a busty black lady in a dance club who steals the stone. What a weird thing to put in this film, but thank you, I guess. It just helps reinforce that Bob Hoskins is a fucking Chad Mario who can <laughs> who can win over the ladies and get the jewel back and has a second love interest in the real world that gets to the, the Mushroom Kingdom, but then later when they run into them at the construction site, when they get back from the Mushroom Kingdom in the climactic moment of the film, she acts like it's weird that he's there. What was the well, ending of that like they film? they had gotten separated. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then their group traveled over, so she didn't know how he got there. But there was just this moment of, what do you have to do with this, is how the tone reads. And I'm just like, but you were there in the other dimension with him. Shouldn't you be more scared by Koopa being here? I feel like that's more... <laughs> there is that really weird moment where, where Bob Hoskins Mario is like running a distraction on Koopa, where he's like, I have the stone, and he's holding in his palm so that Koopa can't see it's not actually there. Mm -hmm. And then, and then Princess Daisy shoves it into the the meteor to op to like use the dimensions, and they go through. But then Mario and Koopa also start disintegrating in a totally different location. But it's not like Mortal Kombat: The Realms are combining. <laughs> it's like just these groups of people. Yeah, it's weird that he wants to take over the the world by doing the combination thing, and it's like, but do you realize it's just one city? that you're bringing over and you might have noticed people in the human world have guns <laughs> yeah that would have been a really funny alternate ending where he just comes over with all his fucking goombas and his his uh obviously painted super scopes that were the de-evolution guns yes, yes. so good that was yeah. and then the nypd just ventilates like. <laughs> the best part they didn't they didn't de-evolve anyone before the nypd did this they thought it was a gun and ventilated him <laughs> Fair. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's just what would happen. I, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how many rounds of 38 or 9 millimeter it's going to take to take down a Goomba. I don't know what that chest cavity is like. <laughs> that's fair, just, yeah. Like, they, those things are actually kind of terrifying. They are. Their heads are tiny little things that'll probably just explode on the slightest impact. <laughs> you can hit it. <laughs> Bob, Bob's like, I would simply headshot. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he describes them as as loyal, lethal, and stupid. Yeah, and I just I feel like those things would just rip a motherfucker in half. Oh yeah, they're so terrifying. Oh yeah, absolutely terrifying. <laughs> like Unless you sing a is, jaunty tune. <laughs> yeah, the elevator scene is always white knuckle for me. It's scary because I know I've had a nightmare. <laughs> about being in that elevator and that plan fucks up <laughs> and it turns just, into a blender. Then you just get ripped in half like Superman rips it half a phone book. Um, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, um, 
it, it is really interesting that the Goombas are this terrifying and no one's modded them into Resident Evil 2 Remake yet. As far as I know, there's no Mr. X replacement that turns I, Mr. X into a Goomba. The harmonica from the distance. Yes! <laughs> Yes! Everybody knows this, I feel like, but Toad, who gets turned into a Goomba in this movie, is uh, Mojo Nixon. No, I have no idea. Yeah, Mojo Nixon, the uh, the rockabilly musician. I just always wondered why he had an accent. Where is he from? I was really bothered they didn't. Virginia. No, I mean, like, there's only one place on that planet. <laughs> yeah, but there's, like, two sides to the city, aggro. Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's reflected when they... though. They only built the one street. I know. That's really reflected and reinforced, though, when they save the princesses. They're like, yeah, they're all from New York. Well, she's from Queens, but she's all right. <laughs> they do the same thing over there. Well, actually, the Mushroom Kingdom, I guess. Did they have any other term for that realm? Because, you know, this is two years, technically three, I think, after uh, Mario World. So there's a dinosaur world and things like that you know dinosaur land yeah so it's just like this is the mushroom kingdom it's all desert except for these two, two streets I, I think in production material they call it dino hatton like mm. manhattan but a dinosaur but i don't think they ever say that in the movie no i don't know no, kind of do they ever make it clear why the king turns into a mushroom he de-evolved oh, into that. Yeah, he de-evolved into it. He de-evolved him, him into, into fungus. Right, which has always been weird for me because I'm like, everyone else is a dinosaur. Yeah, and clearly Daisy is also a dinosaur. So, wait, how's how's Daisy clearly a dinosaur? One moment. Well, she hatches from an egg. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that was actually at the beginning of the movie when I still had that fresh in my brain. I already deleted it since. I'm watching the egg and I'm like, now, wait a minute. <laughs> Her dad's a mushroom. <laughs> yeah, right? Maybe her dad's just like, like he is all of the fungus on the planet. And it just, he's this immortal god being that eventually took human form. I mean, they don't re-evolve him at the end. He just undoes it. Yeah, he just somehow he decides. I Like there, there's a moment where, where Dennis Hopper's Koopa is, is talking to the big gelatinous thing on the throne. And they still have the throne in like I the white tile room. I know, that was very room. polite of And them. I'm like, this is... I don't want to say it, even while I'm sitting alone watching this movie. This is weird enough to be a Dark Souls setting. <laughs> We're like, this is it a Dark is. Souls boss. It's fucked up and weird and kind of cool, and nobody's explaining it. Um, I think it's really weird that that's in the communication bay. <laughs> and all I could think of was Super Metroid. Like, that's the Super Metroid plant boss. He just is oh. that. I don't know why. Oh, it, yeah, I see it that, yeah. It reminded me of the mass of eggs around... Um, the sick fire keeper in Dark Souls. Hmm. I just need the artist interpretation of Agro in a room in darkness by himself just going, <laughs> is this Dark Souls? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mario movie. <laughs> so I hope we can get through the new Mario Bros movie without going, is this Dark Souls? No. <laughs> I've seen Peach. She's got a halberd. I know that's right. <laughs> so I think at the end of the day, I, I, I'm really glad this movie is as weird as it is. Mm -hmm. because the new one's going to be a way less weird film. And so we get both. And that feels great. I think one disappointment with the new one, it is not live action. There is something fascinating about seeing them interpret Mario and Luigi is people. I mean, there's something... Um, and they're canonically not. <laughs> <laughs> there's something almost cruel about B-Mario. And it's more cruel in live action. 
Being <laughs> the voice of Mario is already weird enough. Look at everything that's happened since they announced Chris Pratt is Mario. But to do it to a living being to visually you be Mario is like, you're not going to get as close as Hoskins and you're no. not going to be the joy of Martin A. So what are you, you going to do? Uh, just die? <laughs> it's like being told be live action Bugs Bunny or like right. be, be human mm. being Mickey Mouse. Right. It's not easy. Like to ask that of a person seems so cruel and yet so delightful. No, Make we, them dance for us. We can do it. <laughs> just just take any competent comedic actor and we'll set it up like it's the fucking Santa Claus. And by the end of the movie, you've got so much prosthetic on. Oh my god. No, I don't want to see that like Unreal Engine Mario oh render. Oh my god. <laughs> so there's something very important we need to discuss about this movie. Mm. Uh, the characters of Iggy and Spike. Yes. Yeah. You, who are Koopa's nephews and they're his useless, goofy comedy minions. I wonder if he's going to say the same thing I thought while watching it go. Uh, well, I was just going to posit my uh, new conspiracy theory. Mm. So this movie came out in, in April 1993. The first episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers okay. debuted in October. Uh-huh. Heim Saban was involved, is, has been involved with Mario shit. He was the composer of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show theme and that show was a, a Saban Productions product. Mm -hmm. And like a month after this movie came out, uh, they were redoing reshoots for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers pilot that added Bulk and Skull. See, this is funny because I agree with your theory, but my theory was actually about the before because this movie comes out three years after Home Alone. Mm -hmm. okay. And those goons absolutely have the vibes of the two criminals from Home Alone. Well, I was going to say, like, those two are the quintessential 90s two idiot squad. Right. Like, I, I'm so sorry, but I thought about Biodome. <laughs> And God. how that's the worst possible version of that. Yeah. And these two I, are just some of the best. And I did. I thought, like, this is some Balkan skull level it, shit right here. Wow. Wow. It, it's, hard, it's hard not to think of um, Biodome because uh, Richard, Ed, Rich, Richard Edson, who played Spike, who is the, which is the red one, already kind, like has the energy of the Baldwin that's in Biodome. That's I feel like that's cruel to save anyone. <laughs> that Baldwin in Biodome's terrible. <laughs> but uh but um but but Fisher Stevens, who is Iggy, the blue one, just has so much of the energy Skull does from Bulk and Skull. Especially when they get evolved and are now smart. Yeah. I do I do love I think my favorite arc in this film is their arc. Iggy and Spike, you know, they're, they're too stupid to be helpful to Koopa, so he evolves them to make them smarter. But then they're too smart to want to obey him because they realize he's doing a really bad job. Yeah, it feels like a little bit of it was cut out. Uh -huh. Like everything in the movie. Yes. Maybe. Because like they're, they're running through the hallway with Daisy and they're like, you know, we've always been supporters of your father. And I'm like, was was there something about that that was cut? Or are these brilliant bastards just lying oh. to get them to take them oh. with them? Oh, I assumed it was that one for sure. Because if yeah, you recall, so it's I. like, hey, here's your dad. Anyways, uh, we should retreat. And then they just leave. Probably the most consistent through line left in the film after the editors riddled it full of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> because every other thing just has so many question marks and weird odds and ends to it. You know, like the Scapelli plumbers who get an on-screen presence of 
Well, you seven, see their backs. Seven seconds yeah. after they... <laughs> yeah, you see their backs running away. Yeah, they were just... Because they fuck up the plumbing yeah. and then run off. And it's mm -hmm. like, but this is supposed to be their major rivals, these plumbers, like, over at Scapelli's. And, and there's, like, at very least multiple scenes early on or multiple shots early on that do establish that rivalry more and uh, go more into that which I mean, is did we really need to i do find the opening of this movie is just weird in its momentum like i think the edit of the whole film's what is a good word for it incredibly fast in a way that like i was talking about and bob's like well you got to do it for the kids get us to the mushroom kingdom and i'm like is that why the edit's like this because to me that's I just, almost certainly uh, why that edit is I, like that. I, I know i'm an insane uh, uh, uh by comparison to the demographic for this movie boomer <laughs> but i'm just sitting here i'm like i kind of wanted to know more about that or any of this stuff and <laughs> I, yeah i kind of wanted to get to know uh mario's love interest more daniela before she was kidnapped yeah i, I did does feel like we could use more of them but i know when i watched this as a kid i was i was annoyed not that it took them so long to get to the mushroom kingdom mm -hmm. but this still annoys me it takes them so long to dress like mario and luigi mm. <laughs> i mean yeah. it's really funny too because they just go oh here we are in koopa's tower we got a uh, hey close yeah we got clothes like <laughs> they, they start out wearing each other's colors uh -huh. hoskins has a green jacket on and luigi's wearing red and then, then they do like a big dress-up scene to go into the club, and they're wearing random right, colors. Right, yeah, which was funny because they wrote lines to excuse the dresses. Did you hear any of that? We're just, just like, these are my ex-wife's clothes. And he's like, would you date a canary? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because a canary would... Yeah, all right, sure. And the, like, then they finally get the outfits on, and they do the elevator shot, and like, this is... This is peak 90s cinema See, right here. And if this was a streaming show, it wouldn't have happened at all. It would have never worn the Mario Brothers outfits. That would have been for season two. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the Shy Guys, I think, got underutilized in this film. Oh, yes, were those they the, did. Were those the dudes at the, uh, the garbage area? Uh-huh. Blink and you'll those miss them. Those were supposed to be Shy Guys! I only now get be. that. I'm like uh, horrible plastic beach demon. I, I wanted to bring up how often this movie will do just show something absolutely terrible horrible like murder on screen been play goofy sounds and oh, fun music the sound that's like 80 percent of the movie it really is <laughs> like even if what's not happening on screen is like horrible it's still uh oppressive yes, this police, world police they're, brutality they're like, next to that they're like quick luigi beat him to death it's like, <laughs> like, this, this is why i love this mario like like bob hoskins is a middle-aged italian plumber from brooklyn he's an old union guy he knows where some bodies are <laughs> I, I love him being like his main mario quote i'm gonna kill him <laughs> yeah i i do really like the part where they just beat up koopa and throw him in the devolution machine and then yes runs. that was really good i also thought the rest of the film would feature more of koopa's mental state disintegrating which it happens like a few times yeah like part of me just made me think is, is the pizza gonna arrive and koopa's just like what is this like he already <laughs> forgot <laughs> this line is so good i kind of i kind of suspect hopper improved it uh-huh. Near the near the end when Luigi's like, I'll kill you if you hurt days, and he he just goes, Oh, we'll meet in the playground after school. Yeah. He's, <laughs> God, he's so good. He's such a great villain. And I I hate to say it, because I, I just went through the list in my head. Like Hopper's so good as Koopa in this. Hoskins is so good as Mario in this. Um 
Leguizamo is doing such a good job as Luigi, and I hate his arc the most. Because it's him doing that that stupid bullshit of like, my character's thing is I'll believe the stupidest nonsense against the most evidence for the longest period of time. <laughs> and for no reason, the movie's going to reward me to teach kids that, uh... This is, this is all about him doing the jump and just believing he'll be fine, isn't it? This is the number one moment for that in the film where he's just like, I'm going to leap into this rock wall because I hear a voice coming from it. Or I'm going to leap over over this giant hole. Yeah, it's that like one's a, insane. That's like the freaking, uh, the other guys thing where they jump out and kill themselves. <laughs> like that moment teaches the opposite lesson. It's right. like, all you gotta do is believe, Mario. Look at me, I'm flying. Oh wait, no, I'm an idiot. Yeah. I should have mentioned I'm hooked on something, <laughs> yeah. which I obviously knew because of gravity. No, no he, he, actually, thought, he didn't know somehow. Somehow he thought the magical world of the Mushroom Kingdom makes him levitate this one time. That is the most poorly motivated scene in the movie. <laughs> yes. They literally just look at all. It feels like the other guys. It really does, where they just look at it and go, let's jump. And at least Mario's saying it. He's like, that won't work. And then he starts floating. And somehow Mario who is not the cinema camera beneath him. <laughs> He's watching his ass hang from a cable and goes, okay, I guess I will jump. Like the whole payoff for this is at the end when they're in the construction site and he's got one dimensionally disconnected toadstool head and he goes, trust the fungus and it grows to 10, 15 times its size and bounces back the de-evolution. So about the end of this movie being a mess. So in my head, like as in my memory, I remembered that defeating Koopa. Uh-huh. But no, it just gets big and he kind of tosses it at him and it goes, he goes, ah, and, and steps backwards a little bit. <laughs> and then they just teleport back, yeah. <laughs> One thing that blew my mind when I realized it mm -hmm. was when Koopa's in that construction equipment, like the shooting out of and like shooting at Mario. Yeah. That is just supposed to be the hover thing that oh the Koopa's my. in at the Oh end. my god, I didn't even oh. see I saw that in my brain went it's like the drum and kung pao that just hangs over <laughs> or kung fu hustle. Yeah, kung fu kung hustle. Kung fu hustle that hangs over the street that he goes in to transform when he gets the venom bite. I'm like, it's just that. That's cool. Bob says that and I go. Is this this really is interpretive dance? That's what yes. this movie's like. It's so dense. Like their entire computer system is a Nintendo Zapper. Yeah. Just, uh, like yeah. Who who fucking greenlit <laughs> that? Like that's it's insane. Like in it's the like, same movie where, hey, look, we've got Yoshi. Remember Yoshi? <laughs> this animatronic, hyper-realistic dinosaur? Yeah. What fucking list of decisions was that? <laughs> what, they, they want Yoshi in the movie? This I, is a simple fucking choice. I was really hoping the woman who gets bitten by Yoshi just never showed up again. They had literally had the scene where she was devoured oh, yeah. horribly. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Yoshi's just going to eat her. Yoshi's such a good boy. I thought that was going to be the she, thing. Like, Yoshi's going to eat I, her in one bite, and we're going to play a cartoon sound effect. Because <laughs> he does the tongue thing, much. which is horrifying. Yeah. But then she stabs him, and it's weird. Yeah. But, but, but you know, she doesn't get off much better. No, she gets off worse. <laughs> considering she gets vaporized and turned into a cartoon skeleton in a rock face. And then, they, and then Luigi, like, looks at the camera and says, she's dead. And everybody laughs. <laughs> yeah, they play it for laughs, but yeah, it's insane. Man, she left an impression. Her death, that room, 
What year did Total Recall come out? Uh, it would have been around this Be time. Because that's the fucking reactor room from Total Recall. <laughs> uh -huh. The thing I really love is not the moment that happens with Luigi's a psychopath and just says, man, she left an impression, ah! Oh. And it's just like, that's, that skeleton would be horrifying if it, this person was dead thousands of years ago. That was a formerly moving human being-like thing. And, and we're and going to have to go and confront what she did in a couple seconds here. Right. It's not that moment. It's later when they have an emotional love scene. <gasps> In front of it, and Luigi's like, Daisy, I don't understand. Why don't you want to come back to Berkeley with me? And Mario's just like, what Daisy's trying to say, she's trying to find. And meanwhile, in the background, these skeletons just being, ah! and they're just having this moment. I'm like, how can they do this? I don't understand. I understand ignoring shit to get through your day. This is so many levels higher than that. These people are like trained by the CIA to it, it, it just filter outside stimuli that they're not ready to deal with right now because we're having a love scene. I, I think it would be great if we had an Austin Powers moment where Luigi went through like 10 different jokes about her leaving an impression. <laughs> oh my oh my God. God. And then Daisy eventually had to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she's really rattled. Like rattling, <laughs> rattling, but. <laughs> so, so Daisy, I was like, what? What? Everybody else is a big actor, uh huh, or at least notable. And, yeah. and Daisy is Samantha Mathis, and she does a good job. But I was like, what role got her this? Because there must have been one. Hmm. So I went to check. She's the main heroine in Fern Gully, which came out like a year and a half before this. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. That'll do it. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't understand that Daisy was supposed to be Luigi's girlfriend. I don't know if that got established till later. I was like, right. but why is but why isn't Mario in love with the princess? Right. <laughs> and, and, and like I think the most interesting question to ask after seeing this movie is is that close enough for saved you a click video games? I assume so, yes. Is is Daisy in this movie on brand enough? He he did like a, a, a movie Daisy picture uh, a few days ago. Okay. <laughs> okay. <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep track of it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just this, wanted this to be is, sure. <laughs> this is definitely the first thing where they even remotely imply Luigi Daisy being a thing. So I think we can safely say this movie started it. Huh. Did this movie also start the Mario Mario Luigi Mario thing? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I, I don't think that's ever been anything but the movie. I think it might have been in the cartoon, and I don't know which of those. I assume the cartoon came first, but I don't know for sure. I haven't watched the cartoon in forever, and I don't know if that's actually in that, or my brain just went... Those are their names. <laughs> Just yes, the cartoon did come first. It was 1990, I believe. So really, the research I should have done was watching all of that to see if they said the Mario Mario Luigi Mario thing. You know, we we did our uh, March 10th Mario Marathon where we played a bunch of 2D Marios and then I got to eat my cake of Mario 64. And I did that bit where I'm like, you know, Bob and I on, on Gigaboots, we go about damn video games, Bob video games. Well, the bit for the stream should be Dan Dan and Bob Dan. And as I'm typing this into our on-screen name tags, I go, there's a chance none of these zoomers at all get this joke. And they just see these name tags and go, what? <laughs> because this movie's from 1993 and the games don't do this. <laughs> And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, excuse me, chat. You didn't watch the Mario movie in 1993? 
So I could I couldn't notice it in this watch through, but I need to I, someday I'll watch it again and see if I can see it. So Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo were drinking constantly during filming. I don't doubt it. Because filming was a nightmare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like 95 degrees in California or wherever the mm -hmm. hell they were filming. Mm -hmm. They were constantly behind schedule because the directors were incompetent. Mm hmm. At one point that in one of the driving scenes where they're driving in the van, John Leguizamo hit the gas as hard as he could and then stomped the brake as hard as he could. And the sliding door crushed Bob Hoskins' hand. Oh. So for a big chunk of filming, he had a really light cast on his hand. They painted his flesh color. Oh my God. And I'm wow. sure you can't see that in standard definition, but I bet you can in HD. And I was trying to look to see, but I wasn't able to find it. I do yeah, need to get that Blu-ray. Blu yeah. That Blu-ray. Yeah, that's rough. Let, let me be clear. Uh, people suffering for their art. That's a controversial thing. But as a person who's suffered for his art, like setting up these fucking cameras and lights today, <laughs> I kind of side with a mild amount of suffering for maximum product, right? The Mario movie is not worth so It's like hurting their hand. Well, I mean, also, this wasn't like, hey, I have an idea for a great shot of you getting your hand crushed. <laughs> no, wait, wait, you do? Go on. Okay, uh, so we'll, we'll get this van. Right? Okay, yeah, this sounds <laughs> pretty good Speaking so as someone who has had his hand crushed by a sliding van door, oh. uh, no, it is not a thing I would recommend. Uh, I actually had my middle finger. Uh, I slammed a car door on my middle finger twice, and the second time was right after it got out of the cast. I don't know what being a child makes your brain do to do things like that to yourself, but it just, it happens. They weren't even upset. They were just confused, my parents. They were just like, the first time was confusing enough. How did he do it again? some point, you start to rationalize taking a finger off. I mean, you it's just going to get in the way. Like right, that. it's slowing him down. <laughs> but how else will you be an assassin? <laughs> so there's a really weird thing that this movie does. Uh, Just one. It's, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> in terms of world building. Okay. Because it's it's so over-designed otherwise. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I'm that guy who gets mad every time, like, epic fantasy authors just go, and then a thousand years pass, and don't give a shit for what that length of time will do to a civilization. Mm -hmm. This This society apparently has a continuous history going back 65 million years mm -hmm. like like maybe the mushroom king was there at the dawn of time when the dimensions <laughs> split he's the one who formed society so he's this uh, dimensions he, always existed and this was his realm is what you're going with he may have had that piece of the meteor at the entire time it getting passed down through the royal family and no one at any point until it got this bad and Koopa got in charge, ever wanted to try fixing the dimensional rift in our planet? Mm -hmm. Like that's the natural state of the earth. That should have been the first thing the mushroom did. <laughs> Unless ruling his own separate dimension was his goal and he's really the long game evil guy here. I think his Dark Souls brain is really just building the strangest lord, <laughs> the false King Toad. All I can do is work with what you give me. <laughs> Maybe there was some element of like only the chosen one that they cut. Of course, they cut out of the movie where it's like, only the chosen princess would actually do it. Anybody else would die and fail. Daisy yeah. said a line about that where once. She's like, only I can because cooked. I'm a descendant and not a frigid white bitch. Which, was that lady a reference to anything, Lena? 
I'm, I'm, I'm frigid, watching the whole, white bitches. <laughs> the whole movie. I'm like, why are you not Birdo? Yeah, I don't know. Stop not being Birdo. Yeah, because her name, I think, was Lena or something, wasn't it? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's Lena. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't I, figure I it know. out either. They just ran out of fucking names. They didn't know about Birdo. <laughs> well, obviously, we're not going to name her after the weird dinosaurs in Mario World. And I'm like, why not? That might get funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking a movie this dense with references. Uh-huh. <laughs> like and Lena. Movie theater called Kupakino, Thwampa Stompers, just fucking... Also, they had some sort of bar that was named Bullet Bills. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just on the side, but I'm like, but then there are Bullet Bills that... The, well, those aren't called Bill Bills. Bill Bills yeah. the restaurant. Yes. The, 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 yes. They, 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 once again, like a nightmare. The visual of the object is one thing, but the name goes to another. Oh my God, the, the Koopa's logo up on his tower? Yeah. It, it's a K made of lightning bolts being grasped by a, a, a gauntlet in hand, which is like eerily similar to an Air Force patch. I don't know what the fuck is going on Didn't there. the opening of the film have Koopa assault that person in the subway wearing like a decorated yeah, like a general war? Thing. Yeah, he was like wearing like the fucking Edie Amin outfit. Bro, bro, what are you the general of? <laughs> Oh yeah, and then like God. Daisy's mom was wearing like a Koopa coat. No, sorry, a Goomba coat. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. really weird. There's a lot of weird stuff. And did you guys know this movie's weird? This is a weird movie. Ko Koopa also like things he says implies that he has been alive for like millions of years. He definitely implied a lifespan that was longer than you would assume for a humanoid-like creature. Mm. I didn't pay attention to how much longer, but... And it's, 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 there's a weird eugenics thing going on because he's like, I am descended from Tyrannosaurus Rex. And who knows how many other delineations of descended from right. dinosaur the rest of these humans are. Mm -hmm. Or or if he's doing that, you know, random white guy thing of like, no, my bloodline is pure because I paid some company to mail me a pamphlet that said that. <laughs> Do they have the, I need you, okay, in 20, or whatever, whatever. Just email me this thing, what's my lineage? <laughs> oh, 100% T-Rex, nice. I'm so pure. Oh yeah, there are two different kinds of Goombas. At least two. Yeah, that, yeah. That we we see, which I guess the other ones are supposed to be Koopa Troopas. Oh, is that what's going on with that? I guess because they have the more reptilian head. Yeah, they got the longer snouts. I think I saw one that was even more snake-like. Yes, there was definitely one that was really snake-like. So, I, so I'm wondering, like, okay, if you if you turn into a Goomba, Goomba. like the the standard round head Goomba, <laughs> are you descended from the fungus? Unclear. They're still reptilian. I don't, yeah, right? Yeah, it's I like, don't think that machine does what he says it does. <laughs> really? <laughs> Make them stupid and melt them a bit. <laughs> also, how insane is it that he's like, well, the de-evolution machine can evolve things as well. We just haven't been doing that. Have I used it on myself? Probably not. No. I shouldn't be he, smarter. He, he, no, like... Him agreeing to be put in the machine to make himself smarter would be him admitting... Right. Yeah. Of course. Mm -hmm. Also, there's the part of this movie where they're like... By the way, Lord Koopa, the Goombas have a gun that does the thing the machine does now, and they're all armed with it and ready to invade. And I'm like, you can do that. <laughs> Why did you have that machine? <laughs> it was a prototype. <laughs> we hadn't gotten it down to super scope. Damn, these are like world's best like Kickstarter project. They got out of the prototype <laughs> phase fast.
<laughs> it's just really funny. Just like, and then we armed all the stupid Goombas with them. Mm hmm. <laughs> that, they, that might be able to undo their oh, de evolution. Don't worry. They're just going to. I assume the gun only de evolves, mm -hmm. and they're just hitting everything that moves in the human world. <laughs> Which I, I, I have to, to reiterate here. Even if you get the drop on the NYPD. <laughs> Or like small arms are ineffective against Goombas, uh, or not as effective as they are against humans. Uh -huh. Are you are you just turning random residents of New York into chimpanzees? Yeah. and pissing them off. Yeah, right? I think that's that's the game plan. You know, a, a hundred and eighty pound, well conditioned human is almost as strong as a ten pound ape. Like, there's a level of strength difference right. here you are not prepared for. <laughs> I wonder if Dennis Hopper knows what winter is. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think he's it's done like any world, research. It's like the world's goofiest version of, of signs, where it's like, oh no, the dino people are invading and just cuts the New York winter and they're all dead in the street. <laughs> I, like, I like that my brain first goes to World War II invasion of Russia where they're just like, we were not prepared for this. His brain goes to size. It's, it's pretty much right in the middle I there. I know, it's, it's really good. They do seem weirdly knowledgeable of the human world. And I mean, like, it's Goombas themselves, they, they are... If you're going to invade New York in the 90s, uh -huh. you really don't want to do it with an army that can be completely undone by one brave urban youth with a boombox. No, <laughs> yeah, that is dangerous behavior there. <laughs> Every time I see the Goombas in the giant suits, my brain is just same as it ever was because the suit just looks yeah. like it's a music video. And then they did the dance number and I'm like, they have two dance numbers and you know there's the elevator one which understandable the music choice there but then there's the other one in the streets where it's like four of them lined up and they get them to start dancing to a song and i'm like why wasn't that a mario theme that seems like a perfect spot to play some mario music there absolutely cannot be mario music in this for some reason what it would you know with the way the rest of this movie is they would be like that was it's going to be the lords of shadow situation where they're like that was the mario theme we just changed it so much you couldn't recognize it speaking of music there's a song used in this film Mm -hmm. uh, in in the club sequence, yeah, it's a little changed up. And so, did you recognize it? May Wait, what? Which one? Uh, Love is the drug. Oh, it's a 1975 song by Roxy Music used in this film and another incredibly over visually engineered film. Which one? Sucker Punch. No, come on. <laughs> I'm like, why is somebody other going, than me talking about remember, Sucker Punch? Why do I know this song? I don't know this song. What is this song in? Oh my God. <laughs> Big fan of the Mario Bros movie. Big fan. Which means by the, the, the you know, you carry out the equation, PEMDES, you do the order. And that means Ken Levine is thus a giant fan of the Mario movie. He There's no be. way he's not. <laughs> very, Zero chance. This is very, very brilliant, very subversive. It should end with Mario making a moral uh, quandary he's trapped in. If, if by any chance in, in like the next week you see him on Twitter saying that he didn't like this movie, he's fucking lying. <laughs> you call him out on that, okay? <laughs> we, we did the math. <laughs> Where's their Snyder versus Mario film? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to. 
I'm d- so, do it. So, so you Captain remember, N. Snyder first. You know when the oh. Superman is God and he's on he's cruel shots coming and he's descending on people and they're like, ah, oh, they're reaching up. I'm just doing that for Koopa in the floating <laughs> pod. <laughs> It's terrible. It's horrible. So down. I would be so down for bizarre hyper reality Snyder Mario. I would also want to see Henry Cavill as Koopa. Because <laughs> it's just him in like a wig with yellow face paint. <laughs> and a digitally edited off mustache. <laughs> <laughs> So psychotically, we've yet again spent way too long talking about a thing. It's a dense loaf. (laughs) That's true. It's like some fucked up onion that just gets smaller with each layer as it goes infinitely. Somehow the paper can keep folding in this movie. But I think we've unfolded it successfully. Is there anything else, though, that any of you wanted to bring up before we... And this weirdly huge video about Mario Bros, Super Mario Bros 1993. I actually really like the pipe scene. I think that might be the best action sequence in the film. It was a lot of fun. Oh, where they're sliding they're through sliding. the icy pipe? Oh, yes. yeah, that's yeah, great Yeah, they got stuff. the mattresses. Also, there's something really funny about, get the Goomba mattress. And I'm like, why did <laughs> you need to mattress. specify that it was a Goomba mattress? <laughs> that's why it's so big. Open the Goomba door. The Goomba sleep in there with the princesses, I guess. It's such a 90s conceit of, of a scene, too. Just like, we've got to have the slide chase. Take his Goomba lunch. <laughs> yeah. That's... No, I find it I find it very funny. I just, I literally cracked up because of him saying that. I'm like... Look, that thing has to be specifically engineered to support the torso width of that beast. That's true. I do appreciate Mario shoving the wrench into the ground, and as they come up on it, it just launches them. That's really good. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up, gentlemen. Give me your few sentences summarizing your thoughts on the film and assessment of it, uh, feelings and whatnot, and then a score out of ten. A delicious little cube that has a number on it that our audience can consume and have feelings and thoughts. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with uh, Bob. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yep. Sorry, you're going to have to say words now. It's very different for the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> the Mario Brothers movie is fascinating, and I'm glad it happened, but it is bad. It is a bad film. No one should watch it, but yet everyone should watch it. <laughs> I'm going to give it a six. Okay. Uh, next, we'll go to Chris Wolfhard. Uh, yeah, this movie is fascinating. It is good it exists because we got all these insane stories about the directors. We got John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins being drunk constantly on set. (laughs) We got uh, Dennis Hopper allegedly going on like a 45-minute rant where he was just screaming at the directors (laughs) because they changed his lines between him being told them from the scene and him coming to get in front of the camera. And they spent they spent the modern equivalent of a hundred million dollars making this bizarre Blade Runner alternate universe version of Mario that is a nightmare. So I'm also gonna give it a six. <laughs> hey, Doctor Agra. Super Mario Bros. '93 is the kind of thing that can only be allowed to happen once in a lifetime. 
like all worthwhile art, I think it has remained exactly where it was. And we as a culture have moved around it a couple of times. And I'm, I think we're coming back around to be able to appreciate the, the, the dense fruitcake that is this ramshackle of a movie. I've said before that I have nothing but respect for anything that's gonna just swing this hard. So I, I'm gonna have to put it up at a seven. Uh, just as a quick aside, uh, with the way cinema is going and the weird transition, possibly possible transition, we need to see how it plays out back to lower budget films. Do you think we're re-entering the beginning of eighties filmmaking in that 10, 15 years from now, we end up at another Mario Bros nightmare, man. I want to see the nightmare universe version of Zelda. <laughs> That'd be really good. Yeah. That'd be really good. Super Mario Bros. 1993 is a movie and as a movie kind of awful in countless ways the soundtrack mostly stays in one tone the whole time to try to distract you from the on-screen horror it doesn't really have any strong through lines it doesn't have any interesting concepts that the characters in the movie have to weigh at all they just sort of go parallel dimensions, whatever. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and that's kind of like the tone the whole movie has. Almost ethically unaware of everything transpiring the entire time. But it's a deeply fascinating film in so many different ways. I think, you know, it's always said that people should engage with bad media more to learn. And this is definitely a very insightful film. Hollywood has not produced many films that could be as informative about what else Hollywood could have been. This is literally the alternate dimension to what <laughs> Hollywood is normally that you get to view through this movie of like, yeah, they don't they don't let that happen. It's absolutely like I you know, you said permitted once in a lifetime. My my brain went it is not permitted. No one would ever <laughs> sign up for this. <laughs> Still, it's really not a good film. I, I would have to give it a five, and a lot of that is really right on. You should watch this. <laughs> this is really interesting and important.